Welcome and thank you for joining me on the fourth episode of So, Am I Latin American Music? In this opportunity, we will go over an important concept discussed by Julio Mendivil, the concept of racial imagination. And at the same time, we will continue our journey by going further into the littoral and pampa regions in Argentina. Let's go for it. I was saying before, we will go over this important concept of racial imagination because I consider it as a fundamental way to understand how we end up with the labels that we use to name the musics, the cultural manifestations of any kind, actually. Because Julio Mendivil talks about this concept by using Africa as an example, and because most of the South American popular music is intimately related to the African roots, I consider that it's so important that we go over this and try to create our own understanding on how we use that racial imagination to distinguish one music from another, or if we go deeper, one culture from another. So to start, we will listen to Ernesto Mendes, who is a great guitar player from Santa Fe, a province in Argentina that is located in the region El Litoral. So you know I will leave this time a link to some images of the South American map and I will try to point out all the regions that we have been discussing so far. So you can see a clear image of where all of these events are happening. I was saying we will listen to this great guitar player and he will be explaining us the concept of folklore from a literal region perspective. Bueno, si bien hay una definición científica, si se quiere, de lo que significa el folklore en relación a una Ernesto starts sharing this idea that there's a scientific definition of folklore, but that's just one possible definition. But he says, in Argentina, this word has multiple interpretations. The one that has been more spread is the one linked to a musical genre with popular traditions that are in constant development. It's hard to define it because Argentina is a large country. This means that on each of its provinces there are folkloric expressions. There isn't just one folklore, there are many folklores. 
This is not only because of the geographic extension, but also because of the temporal development of each expression. On the development of these musics is observable the possibility of more modern visions, characterized by the inclusion and mixture of other cultures' elements. But it is also possible to observe musics related to more traditional views of folklore. particular la palabra folclore implica de alguna manera la, la forma en que he elegido digamos para comunicarme musicalmente ¿no? in his personal life the word folklore means the way in which he has chosen to communicate himself and he says sometimes this is a label hard to fit in because of the ways in which this music is being approached sometimes like opposites, or traditional or modern. It signifies an ideological challenge, a decision on how are we gonna communicate with this language, what position we will take, and how to express us through this genre. He explains the following about the littoral music. He says, It has some distinguishing features. The most immediate for recognizing it is the one related with the instrumentation. In this music, because of the influences from different immigration streams, it is common to use the bellows instruments, from the bandoneon to all the variations on the accordion like the simplest with two lines of keys that we call verdulera or the accordion with piano keyboards. These instruments determine a peculiar timbral characteristic in our music. The melodic development is in charge of these instruments and are complemented with a rhythmic accompaniment on the guitars. This latter filled the whole instrumentation of the genre. All of this thinking within a more traditionalist perspective. But nowadays, everything is going through a process of tension and experimentation. Current folkloric groups incorporated a well-diverse list of instruments like percussion instruments, which were not part of the quote-unquote original music. Nevertheless, 
they have been integrated without problems. Another important aspect of this music is what Ernesto says and he talks is the rhythm. And he says that he likes to speak of what he calls the rhythmic complex of the chamamé, which is the name by which most of this music is known. And he says, why do I like to talk about this rhythmic complex? Because with the shift on the tempo of this music, it is possible to find an expressive palette. Therefore, we find the possibility to play a slow chamamé, giving a lyric expressiveness. As a counterfact to this, a lively and rhythmic chamamé gives a well-differentiated character of the music, more festive and related with the dance. These differences allows the chamamé to exist as a song, meaning that it is linked with the words, the poetry, or it can exist as an instrumental genre as well. Bueno, y en cuanto a la actualidad de la música de la región, eh, uno puede decir con total alegría de que es un género musical. Eh, con... So, how does this kind of music continues nowadays? He says, it is a musical genre with absolute validity, enjoying a great health condition. It is being studied, practiced, and spread. It's worth it to mention that this music doesn't exist only in this littoral region of Argentina, but it is within a territory with broad boundaries. It's possible to say that it is music shared with Brazil, Paraguay, and Uruguay. This becomes evident at the festivals. For example, the National Chamamé Festival done in Corrientes, which is another province in Argentina, The program includes not only musicians from Argentina, but also from neighboring countries. Actual proof of the brother and sisterhood between countries. Oh, oh, oh. 
listening to Ernesto, we will go further south to the province of Buenos Aires. And we will start listening to a great singer, composer, pianist. She also plays the accordion and she also teaches. Victoria Garcia. Folclore es algo que nos sucede a todas las sociedades. No es algo sobre lo cual se puede tomar una decisión a priori. Es el conjunto de Vicky shares that folklore is something that happens to the societies. It is not something that you can make a decision on beforehand. It is the group of artistic and everyday manifestations that describe what and who we are, our customs the ways in which we express ourselves, our likes and dislikes, what defines us as Argentinos and Argentinas. She continues saying that for her, folklore is dynamic, it is in constant change alongside with the changes in society. That's why I think there's no sense in trying to keep it fixed and without changes. Las diferencias que existen entre el folclore pampeano y el del noroeste argentino es que tienen raíces rítmicas diferentes. En el caso del folclore pampeano, expresado en géneros tales como la cifra, la milonga, entre otros, la métrica es binaria y en el caso del folclore de la zona del noroeste argentino, expresado en géneros como la chacarera, el gato, la samba... Talking about the differences between the different types of folklore, she starts talking about the rhythmic factor. So she says that the main difference is given by the rhythmic roots. The folklore pampiano has a binary metric represented on the cifra, milonga, etc. While the folklore from the Northwest region have a combination of binary and ternary metrics. These rhythmic characteristics make me reflect on the fact that they constitute a basic aspect of the musical genres and styles. In the folklore pampiano, the type of music is more slow-paced and this allows the recitative with the voice, even the improvisation with the lyrics. And she continues saying that the differences between the music from the different regions are too evident for me to not acknowledge them. I consider the differences and diversities as the emergent factor of a historical and cultural complexity. Cada cosa a su tiempo, 
the question how does this music continue, she says that in the actuality, in Argentina, the folklore continues in a dynamic way. There are some musicians that try to keep the music related to a particular epoch, and there are many other musicians that blend the folkloric repertoire with other styles, making use of unusual instruments regarding the regions where the folklore was born, also changing the ways in which is sung and writing lyrics that express the current circumstances. So now I want to go back to Julio Mendival's book Against the Music. And we will be focusing on this particular article called How to Define the Musics. To start, I will share this first phrase that he writes. And it says, Frequently, we define cultures based on a logic thinking. We believe that a country's music is the one that has been originated in it that this music's identity is given by its melodic and rhythmic characteristics. At first sight, this seems to be a productive method, but once it is applied, its limitations become evident. So Julio Mendivi ponders this question, how to define musics? And in order to address to the question, he makes use of two examples to show how complicated nor to say impossible it is to define the musics within the confines of the national boundaries and its intrinsic qualities. The two examples are his analysis on Peru's culture and Africa's cultures. For this episode, we will focus on his analysis of Africa because I consider that it is extremely relevant in the discussions about the folklore in South America given its link to the African slaves. We will come back to the analysis on Peru's music when we talk about Peruvian music. He starts by describing a scene that goes like this. An evening scene with a group of people playing drums and dancing around the fire. He clarifies that this isn't a real scene, but at the same time, it's not hard to see that the image will make us think on the African culture. And he explains that this relates to the racial imagination which is defined by Bowman and Radano as the concept that generates ideological constructions on the difference linked to the body and the color of the skin. This concept has been well received in the music field, and it is because music as a collective action offers a good framework for the representation of the other. Without doubt, Africa has suffered the most because of the racial imagination. Within the evolutionist 
paradigm in the early ethnomusicology, Africa occupied the place of the archaic. This misinterpretation of the African culture was supported by different ethnomusicologists. One of them said that the African completely ignores any theory that organizes their music. They do it intuitively. And this refers to this idea that the African music is absolutely related to rhythm. And Mendeville continues explaining that the fundamental role of rhythm in the construction of the African, and he says, the idea of rhythm was fundamental to build the stretch between the African and the European. In this way, African music is trapped in the most primitive phase of the music's arts, the rhythm, which was previous to the one of melody and harmony. The latter two are the pillars of the European music. Ghanaian musicologist Kofi Agagu showed that the ethnomusicology has characterized the African music as essentially rhythmic. It is true that there is a sense of admiration because of its complex rhythmic qualities, but it is also true that in this way they reinforce the concept of the other under the colonialist and the domination points of view. This fed the Western fantasies on the African music. So, why is it problematic to characterize Africa as the land of the rhythm? Julio Mandeville says, because this homogenizes the music from a large and diversified continent, and at the same time reduces it to one of the many aspects that characterize it. So Mendeville asks, does it mean that there is not an African rhythm at all? And he answers like this, it would be an illusion to negate that there are music languages based on rhythmic structures in Africa, but it doesn't exist an African rhythm matrix which expands throughout the whole continent. And in this sense, it doesn't deserve a generic denomination. Whence, the use of the plural is not justified. Thus, it doesn't exist one African music. They are so diverse that only because of the geographical location is possible to piece them together. After listening to what Julio Mendivil shares in his book, we will continue with Hernán Rodríguez, who is a guitar player and composer that lives in La Plata City, but he is actually from Trenquilauken, a city in Buenos Aires province, and he will be sharing with us more about 
Pampiano Folklore. Compañero, aprender a levantarse, ir siempre para El folclore para mí sería una de las tantas manifestaciones de la identidad cultural argentina, ¿no? Está el tango, está el folclore, está ahí un montón de cosas. Hernán shares that folklore is one of the many cultural identities of Argentina. It is part of what we are. This represents, on a personal level, listening to my dad singing, radio shows and musicians from my hometown, Tranquilauken, playing at the Peñas. At the beginning, people from the Pampa region only played milonga, as an example. But along the history, this has changed because of the mass media and the possibility to travel from one side to the other. It happened to me when I went to Cosquín. I thought that Chacarera has only one rhythm, but you go to these places and listen to Chacareras played by Tucumanos, Salteños, Santiagueños, and people from the South, and it sounds different, even though it's the same genre. The Pampiano folklore can be said that is more related to the landscape, like la huella, that can be translated as footprints, which is told to have been originated during the Ron Cold Desert Expedition, the cars pulled by horses left the footprints, and in those marks people took out the guitars and started to play and sing. And he continues saying that all the folkloric manifestations are part of this great cultural complex. And in that sense, the Pampiano folklore is part of that, where you can see an immense richness that is manifested on every manifestation. ¿Cómo continúa el folclore en la Argentina actual? Eh, creo que hay, hay grandes referentes y, y jóvenes, que, eh, nuevos compositores, eh, nueva camada de, de, de músicos. And nowadays, there are great young composers creating amazing music and lyrics, where you can find topics not just about the landscape, but also interrelated with humanities matters.
And now to finish, we will listen to Rocio Palazzo, an amazing singer from Chivilcoy, another city in Buenos Aires province. As it is the case with all the other participants of this podcast, I'm really honored and it's my great pleasure to have these participations because they are such amazing artists. And before Rocio starts talking, I just want to say thank you to all of you for joining me in this fourth episode of the podcast. I will be leaving all the detailed information on the descriptions of this episode and enjoy what she has to say. Sueño sediento de amaneceres que van creciendo con el espejo manso del río The best well-known definition of the word folklore is related to a collective knowledge. That knowledge is based on the traditions that have been able to maintain themselves throughout the time. In the case of the folkloric music, music and poetry have a strong bond with the place where they are born. Each composition is a tale of the man, of the universal matters and the landscape around him. Our country is extensive and has different weathers, geographies and influences from other countries, reason why it is so varied and rich. Le llaman la pobrecita porque esta samba nació en los ranchos con una guitarra mal encordada la cantan siempre los The folklore pampeano also known as música surera is different from that of the north It historically starts with the image of El Gaucho, the rural man that travels the desolated land extensions by horse along with his guitar as some kind of troubadour He takes influences from the docklands of Buenos Aires and brings them into the plains. That is why it's common to find stories of the country's traditions, the loneliness, the immensity of the plains and with such a little room for the woman saying. Some of these music's characteristic species are la milonga, la cifra, el estilo and la payada among others. Also, the ones with a choreography like La Huella and El Triunfo. They are characterized by the absence of the bomboleguero, drums, and because of its fairly slow rhythm in the performance. Therefore, there is a big difference with other regions' folklore, especially with the northern region. The latter, characterized by the great variety of instruments, its more cheerful and rhythmic nature,
Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast. I hope I will be listening from you in your comments that you can do through Anchor or my personal website or Facebook.